0: You're listening to the Bruins 4 podcast. You can support the show by commenting, liking, and subscribing to our YouTube channel at Bruins Forcheck. Or by leaving five stars and a comment on iTunes, Apple, Amazon, and Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find and listen to your favorite podcast. The Bruins 4 Remember, it's F-O-R-R for number four, Bobby Orr. And now here is your host, Dave Daniello. Enjoy this week's show. Thank you Megan for that fantastic intro and welcome back friends to the Bruins Forecheck presented by San Antonio Mortgage. Licensed in Texas, Florida, and California. San Antonio Mortgage, Truth, Trust, Results. The Bruins Forecheck. Remember it's F O R R for number 4. Bobby Orr. And I'm your host, Dave Daniello, coming to you from my studio in San Antonio, Texas. Yes, San Antonio, Texas, where hockey comes in a distant third to the rodeo. Oh my God, friends, oh my God, the world is collapsing. Can you feel it? The sky is falling. It's unbelievable. Yes, Bruins fans, stick a fork in them. They are done. It's over. Holy shit, the Bruins are on a losing streak of epic proportions. What are they going to do? Trade them all off. It's finished. That's all I've read on social media this week. That's all I've seen. People going crazy. They've lost three in a row. Three in a row. It's over. Oh, my God. The season's gone down the tubes. And your Boston Bruins, who played so well for now so long, are done. The team that surpassed everyone's expectations, and I mean everyone It only took 49 games. Yes, just 49 games to lose 2 games in a row. And yes, it took 50 to lose 3 in a row. On a 5-game road trip. You don't really believe that, do you? Do you really think the Bruins? Are you one of those fair weather fans or maybe such a fair weather fan? that you think that this season's done because they've lost three games in a row for the very first time in 50 games? 50 games. 32 games left in the regular season. Do you believe that? Did you think that they were going to go all season without some type of a losing streak? You cannot tell me that you thought that this team would be this good at this point in the season. Nobody did. Through 50 games, no one saw this coming. Not even the Boston Bruins. And now they have some adversity. They started the season with some adversity. They had injuries, right? But now they have some real adversity. They've lost to some good teams. They have lost to the Lightning. They lost to Carolina. They lost to the Florida Panthers, who are playing so much better. And last year's President's Trophy winners, good teams. But they needed to lose, guys. They needed this. No, I don't want them to lose, and I don't want to lose. But they had to go through some adversity this season before they got to the playoffs. Do you guys not realize this? Don't you want this to happen now and not at the end of the season? Don't you want this to happen now and not in the playoffs? Oh, my God, they go all season long. They don't They don't lose three in a row, and then they lose two in a row in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's not the way I want this to go down. Let's get this shit out of the way now. And I called it. I was right again. It is so hard to be me because I am so often right about so many things. You guys picked up on that, right? I am right. What did I say last week? Go back and listen to last week's podcast, episode number three. I said the Bruins would beat Montreal, but I also said Montreal was a tough team and it was going to be a tough game. I also said they were going to lose to the Lightning. I said that would be the game that got the Bruins, and it was. I also said if the Bruins lost to Carolina 4-1 to one or 5-2, to two, that there would be a lot of question marks about where they are in their season. And oh my God, I think every Bruins fan came out of the woodwork to say, this team's awful. They're done. It was unwatchable. Scott Zolak tweeted, unwatchable, during the game. Does everybody know who Scott Zolak is? Well, I think you as quarterback was unwatchable. I was right about all of that. I said that they would go in and lose to the Lightning. I also said that they would beat the Florida Panthers. And they didn't play exactly well in that game. That game probably should not have gotten to overtime. We'll talk about that. And we'll talk about everything else I was right about. I'll be back in about two minutes. Welcome back to segment two of the Bruins 4-Check uh, presented by San Antonio Mortgage. Before we get too deep into this segment, I want to give a shout out to my good friend and former assistant coach, Matt Ferris. How are you doing, Matt? Matt and I coached together in Bremerton, Washington for the West Sound Admirals. You can see I'm wearing the Admiral's jersey today in honor of my good friend and former assistant, uh, Matt. I hope you appreciate this. Um, the Admiral's where I did my second stint uh, as a head coach uh, in Junior A. Uh, we played the Western States Hockey League uh, and had players again from all over the world. Uh, Turkey, Russia, Sweden, United States, Canada. Uh, we had a good team. A uh, quick note about that season, uh, with about a month to go, I got, I got very sick. Um, it was unfortunate. I had to step away from the team, and Matt took over uh, basically the head coaching duties and all of the other duties for that team uh, during the last month of the season. And Matt, I just wanted to say I really appreciate uh, your willingness, your dedication, and hard work. I know how difficult that that was uh, to do. Not an easy task, but you did it. Uh, thanks, Matt. I really, really appreciate that, and uh, I appreciate your friendship. Uh, Matt sent me some odds that I wanted to share with everybody. Um, and as of this morning, uh, the Bruins are five to one for favorite to win the Stanley Cup. The Avalanche are seven to one. Hurricanes nine to one. Maple Leafs nine to one. Golden Knights and the Lightning are twelve to one. And Matt's Vancouver Canucks are 250 to 1 to win Lord Stanley's Cup. And I'm sure that Matt has a few dollars on that just in case it was going to happen. So, uh, yeah, the Vancouver Canucks are having a difficult season, but I'm sure that uh, they'll turn things around, Matt. What do you think? Okay, and to win the President's Trophy, the Bruins are a huge favorite at 1 to 6. Uh, that means. You would need to bet $600 to win just a, just 100 uh, if you were betting on the Bruins to win the President's Trophy. So it's probably a good bet, but you're not going to win a lot of money. Uh, one of these days, Matt, thanks for sending that in, but one of these days I'll get you on the show and we can talk about uh, some more odds and uh, some, some betting uh, as we go through uh, the season. So appreciate that, Matt. Uh, keep sending that stuff in. We'll get that on the air. And uh, I appreciated everything. So let's talk more about uh, this week that was the Boston Bruins. You could see in the Canadians game that the Bruins were starting to come apart. They won the game. And it was, as I said, it was a tough, tough game. I knew the Montreal Canadiens were going to be or put up a good show, put up a good fight. You know, their arrival. Nobody wants to lose to Boston, and everybody's going to give Boston their best game from here on out. But the Bruins showed some signs of a team that has a few things still yet to work on. The Bruins should have won the game, and they did, but they needed a majority of the game to do it. They didn't have an opportunity because they're on the first game of a five-game road trip. They really wanted to put that game away a little sooner and be able to, for lack of a better term, coast, or maybe roll your four lines and give some other guys more time on the ice and rest your top two lines. They didn't get a chance to do that because that game went down basically to the last few minutes until Bergeron scored, and then Pasternak put it away with an empty net. So in my opinion, the Bruins' losing streak started in that game. What do you mean? They won the game. Yeah, but because of the way things went down, they couldn't put the Habs away early. Uh, That's why they started their losing streak right there. They put themselves in a little bit of a hole by not being able to get some additional rest that they were going to need to make this happen. And I I said it would happen. Montreal's on the verge of being a good team. They just don't know how to win yet. They don't know how to win uh, consistently yet. But I said that Montreal would be a tough game and it's a game that Boston should win, but by not putting them away in a, better sense, and waiting till late in the third period to get it done, it costs them for later on and you'll see why. I was right about this. I also said that the Lightning game would be the game that got the Bruins. Well, how did I predict that? Well, that game was a trap. Right? You know you've got the second best team in the league coming up on Sunday. It's your fourth game of a long road trip. You played Montreal, who you won. You wanted to go into Tampa and have a good showing, but at the same time, you needed to do some things to make sure you could get through the five-game road trip. Okay? And the Lightning still want to let everybody know that they're relevant. They've been to the finals the last three years. They want everybody to think that they're still a really good team. And they are a really good team. But they are not being talked about as the favorite Boston is. The Hurricanes are. The Avalanche are. And that's why the Lightning came out the first 12 minutes of the game. The Lightning were all over the Bruins. And as I said, every team's going to give Boston their best from here on out. And they should. Boston deserves that. I don't want people to lay down. If the Boston Bruins are going to win the Stanley Cup, they need to see everybody's best. But in that game, some things started to stand out for me. 46% in the face-off circle against Tampa. Only 46%. They were 45% if you look back at the Canadiens game. Hmm, this team is usually 55 to 60% as a team in overall faceoff percentage. So, what's going on? No one's talking about this. This is only my own opinion, but I think Patrice Bergeron's hurt. I think he got hurt early on in the Canadiens game. It's either a wrist or an arm injury, maybe a shoulder. Maybe it's a finger. I don't know. But all of a sudden, his face-off percentage has dropped. He he hardly won a face-off against Tampa. It was brutal. And same thing in the Florida game. So I think Bergeron might be hurt. They went over 2 on the power play, and this is where their woes on the power play started. They took 15 minutes in penalties. The Lightning were one for three on the power play. Thank God they were only one for three. The Lightning also outhit Boston. Think about that for a second. The big, bad Bruins got out-hit by the Tampa Bay Lightning. They got out-hit by Kucherov and Stamkos. Come on. Really? 30 hits to 26. And they ultimately won the game 3-2. to Did you notice? Paul was on the first line. They experimented. Experimented with some things in this game. It didn't work out. But that told me that this game wasn't that important to them yes i said it everybody wants to win but not at all cost you're going into a break you're going to get some much-rated rest much needed rest this was a game that they overlooked and lost 3 to 2 then you go to sunrise And you play the Panthers. Craig Smith started out the game with a goal for Boston. Good on you, Craig Smith. You haven't scored in a while. Haven't contributed, in my opinion. Hasn't looked very good. Been on the top line. Playing with some great players. I can't wait for DeBrus to get back. I can't believe I just said that, by the way. And I'll wait for DeBrus to get back. Each team tallied one in the second. It was 2-1. And Florida outscored Boston 2-1 to one in the third. But it's how they did it. Boston doesn't get outscored in the third period. But they did Saturday. Posternak gets his 38th goal with 48 seconds left. So this was a tough, tough game. This was a hard game. Not a game that you wanted to have to go through before you play the Hurricanes 23 hours later. Or less than 23 hours later. It was 23 hours between puck drop on both games. The Bees couldn't clear the puck, couldn't win a faceoff again. And ultimately, the Panthers score with under three seconds left. On a shot that I think Swayman, who I, I think played pretty well, but I think he didn't really pick up the puck until it was too late because I think it was Bergeron that was standing in front of the net, may have screened it. The Bees never had possession in overtime. Florida Nets, the goal, just a few seconds in, and they end up losing, but they did get a point. So out of a possible eight points so far on the road trip, they've gotten three. So let me ask you guys this question. Is it a success on a five-game road trip against these really good teams if Boston goes in and beats the Leafs on, I think it's Wednesday night, is it a success if they come out with five points out of the ten? I don't think it's a disaster. I think that Florida game the end, the third period especially, was just a result of the Bees being tired. I didn't expect them that to to be down, uh, worn down this badly on this trip. However, it was obvious they had no jump in the third period at all against Florida, and it bit them. And you've got to win face-offs. And this team is always good at winning face-offs which tells me there's something going on. But that's why games are 60 minutes and not 59, I guess. You got to play the games. We'll come back in two minutes. We're going to talk about the game of the week. That was the Hurricanes game. We're going to preview the final game of the road trip against the Maple Leafs back in Toronto. So the bees have gone from Canada to Florida to north carolina back to canada it's been a long week for boston and then we have the all-star break so we'll preview that Uh, we'll talk about the hurricanes we'll be back in two minutes and welcome back to segment three folks and we're going to talk about the game of the week for me uh, for the Bruins, uh, this week, and that was against the Hurricanes. Uh, as I said, this game was going to tell us where the Bruins were, uh, at this point in the season. And it did. But let's take a look at this from an overall perspective. Okay. Many, many people jumped on the bandwagon that Boston, Boston has some issues, some things going on. But let's, let's just take a look. At the week that was, okay? This was the fourth game in a five-game road trip. It was a back-to-back game with only 23 hours in between puck drops. The Bruins had to travel from South Florida to Carolina. And they had to play some really good teams in this stretch. So, you know, being the fourth game, being on the road all that time, not being home this this was this was a tough tough ask for Boston. Carolina played last Saturday against the Islanders, Wednesday against the Stars, and then Friday at home against the Sharks, had a day off before the Bruins game on Sunday and didn't have to travel between games. So, hopefully that puts the game into perspective. This wasn't an equal affair. Yes, back to back games happen. Yes, road trips happen. And generally, I don't care about that. But overall, the Bruins showed me enough in that game to make me not worry. They really did. They played, but they also didn't have the jump that they would have had, even with a, you know, another day off, or if they didn't weren't on the road for seven straight days, or whatever that might look like. Okay, they were 0 for six on the power play, 0 for 12 on the power play in the last three games. That's concerning they were outshot 36 to 25 again i think their legs had something to do with that but that's concerning carolina was 1 for 4 on the power play not horrible but they just had more jump than the bruins so this game doesn't bother me right now when you look at it from you know with all the factors from a thousand foot view But there is something that does bother me in this game specifically. And it's what Boston could not do. And it was the power play. More specifically, it was their entries on the power play. When I was coaching, on the power play, you try to enter with speed and control of the puck. The Bruins could do neither. You never want to dump the puck in. You never want to relinquish control on the power play. The power play is about control. It's about making them chase the puck. How do you make them chase the puck? You have control and you move it and you pass the puck. And your passes have to be tape to tape. And because you're up by a man, you are always creating two-on-ones no matter where the puck is. You always want to create a two-on-one so you have an outlet. You have a place to move the puck. Okay? And last thing, lastly, when things aren't looking so good or you're under pressure and you have the puck, you move it. You pass it. You go from low to high. You change sides of the ice. East to west. The Bruins didn't do any of this. That is concerning. 0 for 12 in three games is concerning. This was the team that was the number one team on the power play and the number one team on the penalty kill. They're like number five or number six or number four or something now on the power play. What's happened there? That concerns me. You didn't see the low to high passes when they did have control of the zone. You didn't see the 2-on-1s on on the zone entries. What happened with this team? I structured one of my power plays off of Bruins power play when I was coaching. Called it the double barrel. Two guys would go up the right-hand boards or the left-hand boards, and you would get the puck somewhere around center ice to one of those guys If the guy carrying the puck was being pressured, he would slide it over to the other guy for the zone entry. Not that difficult. And Boston used that for years. I don't see it so much anymore because of the back passes and the way they do things today's NHL. But they couldn't get the puck in the zone possession. This was also something that happened against Carolina. In the playoffs last year, that is concerning. They have got to figure that out. Or if and when they play Carolina in the the playoffs, that's going to be a major, major issue. And everybody knows in the playoffs, the way these teams play defense and the way they lock it down, special teams is where you win and lose. So that, to me, was the big concern about the Carolina game. It wasn't the loss. It was maybe the way that they lost. With six chances on the power play, they only had two or three shots, I think, or three or four shots at most, while they had the power plays. Six power plays. It was kind of brutal for me to watch that part of the game. Now, the Bees are 38, 7, and 5 with 81 points. They go into Toronto and play the Maple Leafs, who are now 31, 12, and 8 with 70 points. I expect this to be a bounce back game. I really do. I think Boston goes in and wins this game 3 to 1 or 4 to 2 to finish out with a win before the All Star break. If they lose this game, it just looks bad. You know, how much does it really affect them? Tired, the last game of a five game road trip. You know, it's hard to it's hard to decide on that. I'm 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 on the fence about that. But with a couple of days off, traveling to Toronto to Toronto, maybe get a practice day in, maybe work on the power play. I think they bounce back and I think they beat Toronto in Toronto. Then they have nine days off for the All Star break. Uh, it's going to be a working break for Jim Montgomery, who's going to be the coach of the Atlantic Division. David Pasternak and Linus Allmark are on the team. Uh, so that will hopefully be some fun for those guys. And hopefully it will give the rest of the team an opportunity to get some good rest, maybe heal some injuries, another week or so, you know, to get, you know, some players back that are injured. So, use the time wisely, Bruins. Good luck to you guys that are playing in the game, and good rest to the entire Bruins team uh, from a perspective of you have a run. Now it's time to put on a run. You've got 30 games or 29 games left, or 31 games left, to, to take it into the playoffs, and take it into the playoffs the right way. So, thanks everyone for watching us on YouTube. Please leave us a comment, a like, hit that subscribe button. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bruins Borchek. And you can listen to all of our episodes uh, either on YouTube or you can catch us on Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. For San Antonio Mortgage, our executive producer, Megan, I am David Daniello. And remember, it's F-O-R-R for number four, Bobby Orr, And we will see you next week.